What's up, Fire Dogs? Welcome to Coffee Break. This is episode number nine. Today, I talk with Master Sergeant Sean Sullivan. Sean is a retired captain of Frankfurt Fire Department in Frankfurt, Kentucky. He also serves as a Master Sergeant in the Air Force Reserves and is the Assistant Chief of Training for the 445th Civil Engineer Squadron Fire Department located at Wright-Patterson Air Force Base, Dayton, Ohio. Today, we talk about overall fitness, his experiences with the Firefighter Combat Challenge, and his FireFit World Championship win in 2019. Again, welcome. Um, I, I really appreciate you agreeing to come on and talk with me. You know, if you could just you know, give it, give the listeners an idea of who you are, you know, what you do and how long you were in the Air Force Fire Service. Okay. Um, well, I'm uh, 47 years old and I'm married, have three kids. I live in Frankfort, Kentucky. I am a retired captain with the Frankfort Fire Department. And I'm currently at about 15 and a half years in my Air Force career. I had a nine-year break in service. I actually joined in 1994 and came back in after a nine-year break in service right after I retired from my civilian job. So I'm now the assistant chief of training with the 445th Civil Engineers. And I'm doing several more years after that. I really enjoy where I'm at. I enjoy the people I work with. Um, I got started in the combat challenge out of Wright Pat, Dayton, Ohio, and I plan to at minimum, hit my retirement age, but I definitely planned back in 2007 because another guy that I worked with in Frankfurt said, hey, this sounds fun. Let's go try it. And we were wrong. It wasn't fun and we weren't ready for it. And uh, I got hooked on it. I, I failed the first time. I was really felt terrible, felt like I was about to die when I got to the top of the tower. And I didn't like that. Uh, I felt it was something that I should be able to do better because I was in full gear having to do the exact same things we're going to do on the fire service in the fire service on the fire ground at two o'clock in the morning. And I was completely done 20 seconds into it. And I didn't like that feeling. So I started training and working and, and learning more about how to be better at my job, which meant, which meant being better physically at my job. And it just kind of progressed from, the, from there for the last, what, 14 years now. So um, it's just one of those, you, you fail at something, you want to you figure out a way to be better at it. And that was a big part of it. Um, fire service is a lot of mental. There's a lot of classes that we take, and, and everybody's always finding that next class to learn that next thing. And, and we can learn so much, and we do a lot, of, a lot of stuff at the kitchen table, and we talk about a lot of stuff. But it's the fitness aspect that myself, personally, I was lacking. I thought I had, and I didn't, um, because the, the air pack and the gear and the stress, uh, and trying to, trying to think on your feet and the communication, it all plays in. And if you don't train for that aspect of it, you're going to fail. And I, I failed in an athletic event and made me look at how I was doing my, my job as a fire officer at the time, uh, completely different. And, from that, I changed everything about it. I, I added physical fitness into it just as much as the book, the books and the hands-on and the other aspects of our job that we learned. So, cool. um, and for the last 14 years, I just changed how I did things. Right. And when you say fail, do you mean that, you know, you weren't able to complete the entire evolution or you just weren't <laughs> satisfied with how you performed? Um, I, I ended up with a, a two minute and 44 second time on my first run of the course. And out of 70, 74, 75 people, I was 50 something in there. And I just expected going in there. I was, I was running five K's, 10 K's, half marathons. I felt like I was in good shape. I felt like I could go out there. 
I was one of these that made the mistake of watching it on YouTube and thinking, oh, I can do that. That sounds good. And I was I was so wrong. I, I was expecting to do much better than that. And I didn't. And then my next couple of races that I did, I went slower. So to me, that was failing. That was continuing to not show progress and go and, and do worse. So that was failing in my book. Um, I over overreached my expectations um, as far as what I thought I would do. <laughs> and I set myself up for failure there, but um, not progressing and not doing better. The first few times I did it really did not sit well with me. So I put a lot of time and effort into, into learning more about it. And just like everything else in the fire service, there's techniques to make you faster, better, everything about it. And I had to learn those. It makes you rethink how we, how we test our firefighters physically to make sure that they're ready to, to do the job. When you think about combat challenge, I mean, we, that's kind of the tip of the spear, physical fitness, test for firefighters and when you go through it and you do it you realize you know if i'm struggling with this if this is tough for me imagine how many others it's tough and it makes you kind of rethink on how we uh how we're testing our firefighters physically you know do you did you in your career as a firefighter have to go through any kind of physical fitness tests annually when i got hired by the city of frankfurt there was a physical fitness test that was done and it was one that they made up themselves. It, we would walk up a, a staircase, so many flights, carrying um, a hose pack and wearing an air pack, but you weren't obviously on air for it. Um, and then they had you do some other other different job-related skills, and you had a mile and a half run. Um, now they've gone to the state does the CPAT testing for the entire state. You, you have to have your CPAT card. Um, air Force-wise, other than basic PT, um, just a couple times with Silver Flag and some other areas when we were doing <laughs> the lovely J Fire suits, um, do you actually do physical evaluations? There, there's very few times where other than the annual PT test and when you put on the J Fire that we do more than that um, as a fire service. J Fire suit in itself is a whole other animal to deal with when you're trying to move and breathe and do anything. But uh, the CPAT seems what little bit I've had to deal with it. I've not had to get a CPAC card. I was grandfathered in, obviously, but um, I have done the course a couple of times and it's a fairly good way, I think, to keep the, keep those a- applicants that are coming straight from the couch to the job line to try and, to try and get on. You can do a mile and a half in 15 minutes and you don't have to work that hard at it. But when you throw in walking on the stairs with, with, um, weight on you and then they take it off and then you have to do other activities over a 10 minute period. You can find out the people that have not trained and are not prepared physically for the CPAP. You can't just go from the couch to the job. And it's kind of nice. I, I enjoy it. Well, let's talk about how you got better at the combat challenge. Cause clearly, uh, you know, you overcame that failure as indicated by your <laughs> world championship in 2019. So what, what did you do to prepare or to get better? I actually started asking questions and when I first started in 2007 there, you, you had a few guys at the top and they may share a few things with each other on tips and techniques and ways of training for the course, but they didn't want to give away all their secrets because they wanted to stay on top. And if they found something that was really working to help them, they, they used it and they stayed on top with it. 
that started to change slowly um, over the next few years from 2007 forward. Uh, Facebook had a lot to do with it and being able to connect with everybody on on a global system like that social network really helped everybody start to see the value of, well, I'm not as good at climbing the tower as this guy is, but he's not as good at hoisting as I am. So we kind of share our tips and our tricks and guys started putting training ideas on YouTube. And I started asking a lot of questions. I started watching a lot of videos and Brandon Cunningham, who is a former three-time individual world champion, um, phenomenal athlete and great person. He's a, um, down at Fort Gordon, uh, DOD firefighter. And he gave me the best advice. And that was don't watch my videos. Um, because he was running in the one twenties at the time. He said, watch the videos of guys that are running where you want to be, where you want to drop 15 seconds, where you want to drop 25 seconds. He said, watch them work on the same tips that he was posting on YouTube, but watch their videos and see, what it is that they're doing that you're not. Why are they going 10 and 15 seconds faster than you? And figure it out from there, what you need to do. And those those tips and tricks from all kinds of different people really helped me in my training. Um, I was able to get with a couple teams in the area, one in Cincinnati, Ohio, um, one the Lexington Fire Department team, and then being able to go to the Louisville training center where they have an actual tower and a course for me to train on the last four or five years has made a big difference too. Instead of training by myself, I was training with groups and that helps a lot. Yeah. Imagine. Yeah. I, I heard about a study. I don't know where it was conducted, but they, they brought a bunch of people into a facility and they separated it into rooms and they put them on a bike and they said, go as far as you can for as long as you can. And then they brought those same people back and did it again, but they put a bike next to them for another person so that there were two people in the room. And they said that the results were significantly better on performance, like 30% better. So it just goes to show you how important competition is really psychologically. It'll help in being around other people. So what was your time when you won in 2019? Um, In 2019, I, I won the FireFit World Championship in the Chiefs Division. Um, I was runner-up in the over 45 with a minute and 26. Um, now, FireFit's a little bit different than the Combat Challenge course that we run here in the States. It's a, it's a little bit faster. It's usually between three and eight seconds faster for, the, for most people. Um, I was able to go to the Combat Challenge World Championships uh, about a month later. And was runner up in the over 45 again with a 131. And my tandem partner and I, we won the world championship in the over 45 tandem and set the new world record with a 119. Wow, that's pretty impressive. So, what, what kind of advice would you give to people who maybe are trying to improve their fitness? Um, you know, maybe not necessarily combat challenge, but just overall fitness. It, it sounds funny, but it, it still holds true. I. I've actually got an online coach that I use that's also a competitor. Um, and I will go to different fitness classes because that way you don't have to come up with the workout. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. Let somebody else um, let somebody else do what they enjoy, which is coming up with the workouts, and you do them, and you put everything into them. Tiger Woods has a coach. Tom Brady has a coach. Um, these are supposed to be the best ever, and they still have coaches that they – go to every day, all day. 
So instead, I do their workouts and I learn from them and focus on me getting better. Um, I record everything I do. I keep time of me trying to figure it out on my own and trying to reinvent the wheel. I go to people that know a whole lot more about it and this is their passion and I'm on everything. I keep track of the workouts that I do each day. Um, that allows you to find those areas that you've improved, that you haven't improved, that you might need to start focusing on to make those improvements that um, are going to help you later on, whether it's for the job, an athletic event, your health, the looking at the scale is not always the best route um, because the scale can lie to us. Body mass changes, muscle weighs more than fat, how your clothes fit, how your spouse sees you, your significant other, how you feel, um, how you do your job. Nutrition was another aspect that I've, been learning over the last few years when I was a wrestler, it was, Hey, make a weight on the, on the scale. And that's, it doesn't matter how you do it. If you don't eat for two days and you make that weight, we're all good. If I do the cheat meal, I know I'm going to have to pay for it the next day or two. And those are aspects that I had to learn to make myself better. But now as I get older, nutrition plays a big, big factor in it. If I don't eat right, I can feel it the next day when I work out. And it took a lot of work to get all those things rolling for me. And the biggest thing was having accountability with myself and having a coach that would help me in that aspect. Yeah, I like that. I think all of us would probably benefit from having a coach. I find sometimes when I do my own workouts, you know, you sit around for 15 minutes trying to figure out what you're going to do. It'd be a lot easier if you just had somebody tell you what to do because uh, you're kind of making it up as you go sometimes. I have a coach that programs it for me. And along with that, I have to be very honest with myself and my coach with any, anything that I'm lacking on, anything that I'm not feeling comfortable with. And then I'm not going to get that workout program to me from him. That's going to benefit me. I'm going to get something that I might not be ready for any injuries that I have, any self doubts that I have, because what he programs for me is based off of what I've told him. And if I'm not honest with him and if I don't keep track of what I'm doing and where I'm trying to say, Oh, well, I went faster on this or I lifted this much more. Well, he's going to, base my next workout on that. And I'm not doing myself any, any favors to try and show off and look good for him because it's all about me. It's not about him. He's going to program my workout, whether I can lift five pounds or 500 pounds, he's still going to program a workout for me. And that's, that's a little bit hard for a lot of firefighters because we're alpha mentality to try and be that honest with somebody and that honest with ourselves. Yeah. So humility is an important piece of this, right? Well, Sean, I appreciate your time. I appreciate you sharing your insights. Do you have any Final thoughts, anything else you'd like to share with us? Um, as far as the fitness for firefighters, um, I've been working with the uh, Travis Bender. The more a firefighter does fitness in their turnout gear, the better they will perform their job on the scene. It's it's so much different. And Chris Boykley, better doing the firefighter rescue and survival class, I sent them several workouts I can only recommend from personal experience that to move around in that gear with those boots, uh, it doesn't have to be hard workouts. It can just be simply putting it on and walking, but we all don't put it on on a regular basis and just moving around, walking, getting in and out of the truck is so much different when you have the bulk of the gear. It's not really that heavy. We all know that we're all used to it, but the movements are different. And that's the biggest thing I can recommend to anybody that really wants to improve for the fire ground is that. Yeah, there's something to be said about that, you know, realizing if your boots are fitting you right or if your gear is too big or if your gloves give you 
the dexterity that you need to operate. You know, those are all important factors. But well, again, sir, I appreciate your time and uh, congratulations on your achievements. Have a good day. Thank you, Matt.